The following is a reflection on the readings for Wednesday of the 18th week of Ordinary Time. Our first reading is taken from Jeremiah chapter 31 verses 1 to 7. The responsorial canticle is taken from Jeremiah chapter 31 and the gospel from Matthew chapter 15 verses 21 to 28. In today's gospel reading, there are several lessons to be learned. First, we observe two entirely different reactions to the woman's cry for help on the part of Jesus and his disciples. The disciples see only a woman who is a non-Jew, and worse than that, a Canaanite. The Canaanites were traditionally the enemies of Israel, and this went back to the days of the Exodus when the Jews entered the Promised Land. So the disciples' reaction was to immediately reject the woman without even meeting her. Sadly, this was after they heard the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes. Unfortunately, their mode of thinking was still based on Old Testament ways. Jesus, on the other hand, also recognizes the position of this woman, that yes, she was a non-Jew and a Canaanite, but rather than reject her, he engages her in dialogue, which was very radical for his time and culture. He meets with her, and through conversation draws out from her qualities that his disciples had yet to learn, that is, perseverance, humility, and faith. As St. Augustine says in his commentary on this passage, Jesus allows this woman to merit by her responses the healing of her daughter. For us today, this Canaanite woman can represent anyone who is hated, rejected, or despised. Like the story in the Gospel, there are always two ways of dealing with such people. First, they can be avoided, that is, not included in our circle of relationships. Or second, they can be reached out to in love. As Jesus shows in today's Gospel, we are to do the latter. We are called to love generously. Jesus constantly preached that love is not exclusively for those who are dear to us. Rather, we are to love even our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. Our love is to be like the love of Christ, open-ended and all-inclusive. So we must not turn away from anyone no matter how much we may dislike them, no matter how much they have done against us. This is something that is not natural to us, nor easy to put into practice. What may be helpful is for us to meditate on the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes often, reminding ourselves again and again who we are in Christ and how we are called to love everyone like Christ. So we pray for the grace to continually expand our boundaries, to break down the limits we have placed on ourselves, and to love with more abandon in the image of God who is love itself. A second lesson to be learned involves the proper way to pray. Our gospel is sandwiched between two accounts of the multiplication of the loaves in Matthew chapters 14 and 15. In the chapter 14 account, the recipients of the miracle are Jews. Indeed, Jesus has already stated in Matthew chapter 10 that his ministry is first and foremost to Israel, and when he sends out his disciples, they are instructed to go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans. This is because Israel is God's firstborn through the covenants and thus first to receive his blessings, but only in order to pass them on to everyone, including the Gentiles. 
So when this Gentile woman who is a Canaanite approaches Jesus, the disciples reject her, and Jesus gives the expected reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Despite these two rebuffs, the woman, rather than take offense, humbles herself by kneeling before Jesus and simply cries out, Lord, help me. The plea provokes a third seeming rebuke. As Jesus responds, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. The term dogs, in other parts of the Old Testament, is a pejorative reference to scavengers and mongrels. The desperate woman, still not taking offense, cleverly replies by agreeing with Jesus that she is a dog, but turns the tables by referencing a dog that is a household pet that can share in the scraps from the family meal. Her response insinuates what God wanted from the beginning, that is, that all people, whether Jew or Gentile, be gathered around the same table of fellowship as brothers and sisters created in God's image and likeness. This is confirmed by the second miracle of the multiplication of the loaves in Matthew chapter 15 that immediately follows our gospel and takes place in Gentile territory. The number of baskets with leftover crumbs confirm what this woman is saying. The first miracle in Jewish territory with twelve baskets point to the twelve tribes of Israel, and the second miracle with seven baskets points to the seven Gentile nations that Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 1 references when Israel entered the Promised Land. The sharing of bread among all peoples will be fully realized when Jesus establishes the church and especially the Eucharistic banquet table, commanding the apostles to do this in memory of me. The Canaanite woman's humility and persistence pays off as Jesus both heals the daughter and marvels over the mother's faith. This is to be contrasted with the Pharisees who consider themselves the firstborn of God and children of Abraham and therefore entitled to God's blessings, but with no concern for the Gentile dogs who must be kept at a distance, lest the Israelites become unclean. Their ineffective prayers also reflect this entitlement mentality as evidenced by the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector in Luke chapter 18, verses 9 to 14. What we learn from this Gentile woman who won over Jesus' heart can help us in our prayers. First, she approaches believing that Jesus can heal her daughter and in fact calls Jesus Lord, Son of David, a messianic title. So impressed was Jesus that he says, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. This was one of only two healings done at a distance in all the Gospels, and both involved Gentiles. This woman was also the only person in all of Matthew's Gospel to be praised by Jesus for possessing great faith. Second, the woman was humble, not only kneeling before Jesus, but accepting his term, dog, knowing that she was not one of the chosen of Israel. Humility is the key to all other virtues, as it unlocks for us God's blessings and battles pride that caused the original sin. The story of Naaman in 2 Kings chapter 5 illustrates this point. 
when the great general who had leprosy was told by the prophet Elisha to simply go and wash in the Jordan River seven times, he at first refused, saying that there were better rivers in Damascus. After listening to wise counsel, however, he relented and obeyed the command and was healed. Third, persistence and perseverance won the day. Even though rebuffed three times, this woman does not lose heart. This is an attitude that God loves and responds to. In Luke chapter 18, Jesus tells the parable of the persistent widow to teach that one should always pray and not give up. In Jesus' interpretation of that parable, he says, Hear what the unrighteous judge says, And will not God vindicate his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will vindicate them speedily. Let us hear the comforting words of God spoken through the prophet Jeremiah in today's first reading. I have loved you with an everlasting love, therefore I have continued my faithfulness to you. And let us respond with the words of today's psalmist. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in all the coastlands far away. Then shall the young women rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old shall be merry. I will turn their mourning into joy, I will comfort them, and give them gladness for sorrow.